Chapter 2 He was tired, and although he was always tired these days, on this day, on this trip, he seemed to be particularly exhausted. He'd promised Joan a holiday this year, and she had been enthusiastic about this, distressingly so. She talked of Greece, or perhaps Turkey, while he had smiled and closed mental eyes, thinking about what that would cost, thinking that he should have told her there and then that Scotland or Wales was going to be nearer the financial mark. But he hadn't. He had been too afraid of another row, and so he had let her believe that they were going to have a week, maybe even two, in the Mediterranean sun. This trip, ostensibly bringing back rolls of cheap cotton cloth from Turkey, was to pay for that holiday. In his head it was a penance for all the shit he had brought her, for the lost dreams. It was, though, a risk, and one so for several reasons. Firstly, it was out of routine. He was well aware that such a break from the normal pattern might be suspicious, although it would only be so if he were to come to the attention of the UK border agency, much as his low-level but persistent defrauding of the inland revenue and the customs service was safe because they never noticed he was doing it. Secondly, this was a new client. He was sufficiently acquainted with criminal practice to know that strangers were always a risk. He was sufficiently prejudiced to know that foreign strangers were doubly so. Only the fact that Hammy had assured him that this guy was okay gave Arthur some degree of confidence. Thirdly, the cargo had not looked well when he had picked them up in that coastal town of Silivri to the southwest of Istanbul. Although there had been nothing that he could have put his finger on, other than the curious coincidence that they both limped stiffly and looked just plain ill. Apart from that, this pair were like all the rest, two girls of middling beauty, perhaps fifteen years old, fronting up as best they could, while beneath the bravado he could see silently screaming terror. He wondered what was wrong with them, but he didn't see it as his job to vet them. Anyway, by now he was used to the varied demeanours of those he transported, these two were nothing out of that particular ordinary, certainly not in their degree of bewilderment, a degree of bewilderment that would be a fucking sight greater when he finally let them out at the end of the journey. They were willing to undergo any degradation or discomfort in order to get to the UK, it seemed. It was, he supposed, when he came to think of it, a shame that when they realised their dream, the cost of transit that they would be expected to pay back would mean that they were unlikely to enjoy their dream. He never asked what happened to his cargo, but he knew just the same. He had rarely transported boys, and never anyone who looked over twenty or any undeniably ugly ones. He might just as well be paid for carrying rubber sex dolls for all the humanity his cargo was allowed. The man who had been with them, Yusuf had been his name, had been slightly different too. His normal contacts, he had built up a clientele of five, were always clinical and cold when treating the clients, an ill-chosen term, if ever there was, implying, as it did, that they weren't being treated worse than animals for slaughter, that they were actually getting pretty good treatment. But this one's attitude seemed tinged with something more than the normal contempt for the cargo. He couldn't decide quite what it was, though. The closest he could come to describing it was pity, which was patently absurd. The men who arranged these transfers were by definition strikingly lacking in that particular emotion, the lacuna filled in by greed. This guy was, so he'd been told, a friend of a friend of a friend. 
By the time you got to that many degrees of separation, you could effectively have been dealing with anyone in the world. This was not how he wanted to do business, because this kind of arrangement laid him open to attention from the authorities. But he had needed the money, and none of his usual contacts had been in a position to supply. It had all gone well, though. The transfer had been made at the back of a dilapidated and now empty supermarket on the edge of the resort, watched only by a group of feral cats. The cargo hadn't looked too keen when he had shown them their accommodation for the next couple of days, but that was pretty normal. Explaining about the medical procedure that his catheterization hadn't been easy, especially as their English was pretty crap, but Yusuf had helped both by translating and suddenly producing a pistol. Arthur didn't like guns, but it wasn't the first time he had seen one wielded in such situations, and it had worked its usual magic. And everything had gone well. Nothing had gone wrong. Nothing had even come close to going wrong.